1: Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. You can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. And there's no stopping us right now.
0: And there's no stopping us right now.
1: There's no stopping us right now. I feel so close to you right now. No stopping us. The Lunch Hour Edition here WABC. 45 minutes of yours, truly, Curtis Salewa. I rip and read and give you commentary. You want to call me all weekend long when WABC stands for always broadcasting, Curtis. And Lou, Haliaski, hallelujah. I will have one more hour of broadcast this weekend, which will give me a solid 30 from beginning to end, because when it's 1 a.m. on Sunday, right? And then it goes to 2 a.m., what kicks in? Daylight savings time ends, and 2 a.m. becomes 1 a.m., so instead of 12 midnight to 6 being 6 hours that I do twice on Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings. It'll be 12 a.m. to 6, but with an additional hour thrown in, which means Sunday morning, 7 hours to Curtis Leela. And then remember, I come back from 3 to 5 so nice. I'm going to give you some more news that's broken throughout the day. And then I finish up the Quinella at night from 9 to 12 with the Animal Welfare Hour. So roll it back an hour. And get another hour of Curtis Lee. We're making a solid 30. By the way, uh, Lou, uh, we're going to be talking about this uh, later on in this hour. What a simple litmus test for all these crazy black guys who think they're the original Jews. You asked Kyrie Irving. You asked Kanye West. You said, hey, do you have Chinese food on Sunday nights? On Christmas Eve, do you have Chinese food with your families?" Because real Jews have Chinese food on Sunday nights. And I guarantee you, man, they ain't eating Chinese food on Sunday nights or Christmas Eve. Anyway, we'll get to that momentarily. But the full focus is on the midterm elections. Great rally in Rensselaer County outside of Albany last night by Team Zeldin. Not only was Congressman Zeldin there with his running mate Esposito, but the full ticket, the full Republican ticket... And even Congresswoman Stefano who, Stefanik, who came uh, from up north, the northern area, which Lee Zeldin needs to get about 70 percent of those who are registered as Republicans to vote. That's exactly what George Pataki did in 1994. But they came out because, remember, weeks before the actual election involving Mario Faccia Bruta, Como, King Cuomo I, uh, against George Pataki, who nobody really knew. In fact, Zippy the Chimp, more people knew Zippy the Chimp than they knew uh, State Senator George Vitaki, but they so hated and loathed and despised Mario. But then Michael Matici, Rudy Giuliani jumped ship weeks before the actual vote. There was no early voting then, just absentee voting, as has always occurred, and that was minimal. So when Rudy jumped ship and endorsed Mario Facha Brota Cuomo, it awakened all the Republicans upstate, way up to Plattsburgh. They came out of the cemeteries, and 70% of those registered as Republicans turned out to vote. George Pataki, the governor of the state of New York, against Mario Facha Brota Cuomo. I see that George Pataki has made an excellent strategic maneuver this weekend. Not spending time in New York City. He's already taken the plow into Staten Island, into Brooklyn, into Queens, in the Bronx, and Manhattan. He's already done all he can in the five boroughs. He's got to get at least 32, 33 percent. He's got to do better than I did in the mayoral campaign against Eric Adams. I topped out at about 30 percent. He's got to get 32, 33 percent of the overall vote. Tough thing to do in the five boroughs. But more importantly, he has to match what George Pataki had upstate. Now, when Pataki ran, about 36% of the total registered voters in the state of New York considered themselves Republicans, now only 28%, because uh, the larger group of registered voters now are independents and unaffiliated, which are breaking heavily towards uh, Team Zeldin. All that is good, but he's got to get out that upstate vote. And he's got to win Erie County or do very well in Erie County, which is the backyard of crime wave Kathy Holcomb. And remember, as much as we bash and trash the pay for play that resulted in almost a billion dollars of our tax dollars to go for the building of a new Buffalo Bills stadium in Orange Park. The fact is, is that they love the Buffalo Bills upstate. They don't really have anything else. And the Buffalo Bills, I mean, let's face it, Lou. They're going to probably beat the Jets this weekend. They're on their way to the Super Bowl. It may be Buffalo Bills versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Crash, Eagles, crash. I I don't even want to say that. It's stuck in my throat. But they love the Buffalo Bills. So we're trashing the new Buffalo Bills stadium. Oh, it's paid for play. She was a sugar mama up there giving out money in Chituaga, Tonawanda, Lockport, Amherst, all areas surrounding the city of Buffalo. And if they turn out in large numbers to vote for her, and this early voting is heavy in Erie County, uh, it may be very difficult, even with all that outcome that I've just announced for Lee Zeldin to become the next governor. And the other battle is who turns out a larger number? Is it the black hats, the Hasidic and the Orthodox in the five boroughs of the city of New York, mostly Brooklyn, or the African Americans, West Indians, and Caribbeans who so far in this struggle have appeared to to be disinterested in Kathy Holcomb. Although, you know what the pastors have been asking for, street money, and that's something that Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb has plenty of. And this is what pastors do. In the black churches. They want street money in order to get out to vote. So Sunday, they'll be up in their bully pulpits. And if all of a sudden they're ranting and raving how you have to elect Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, and the buses are going to be at the church on Monday to take you uh, to voting for Tuesday, they'll be lined up outside to so a queue up on Tuesday. They'll take you right from the church to your voting location know that the street money has been spread. Now, obviously, Pataki, excuse me, Pataki never spread the uh, street money in 94. Mario did. Uh, And you know damn well Crime Wave Kathy Holcomb is going to spread out that street money to all the black pastors to try them to rev up their their parishioners, mostly African-American women, 55-plus. They vote. They vote religiously, and they generally vote the way their pastor does. So you have the black cats And the Orthodox Jews oftentimes vote as a block. They vote as a block for whoever their rabbi or rebbe is. And then you have African-Americans, West Indians, Caribbeans, who oftentimes vote as a block for whoever their black pastor uh, anoints on Sunday in the bully pulpit. Anyway, let's get back on the crime front because it is the easy pass to victory for Team Zeldin. Uh, A, you had originally, remember, last Sunday uh, with the uh, Reverend al Slim Shady Sharpton on MSNBC, it was Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb talking about all these conspiracies involving the perception of crime.
0: These are master manipulators. They have this conspiracy going all across America to try and convince people that in democratic states they're not as safe. Well, guess what? They're also not only election deniers, they're data deniers. The data shows that shootings and murders are down in our state by 15%, even in New York City, down 20% on Long Island, where Lee Zeldin comes from. And it's the, it's the, it's the Republican states where they have almost no restrictions on guns. Because of the abundance of guns, people are killing each other with more frequency. The safer places are the Democratic states.
1: Boy, that crashed and burned. You keep thinking that, Kathy. So yesterday, she decided to amend that in New York City, where she can't escape that the first five stories of any news broadcast, including our own here at WABC, are all about crime.
0: Well, I'm focused on the solution, you know, how you characterize something. I acknowledge there is a crime issue. That's why it's not new to me, because it's election time. I've been working on this throughout my entire time as governor.
1: Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, she's discovered crime. Well, she better remind uh, the person who gave her tactical air support yesterday at Barnard College next to Columbia University, uptown Manhattan. Uh, She was joined by giggles, (laughs) vice president Harris and Hillary Rodham Clinton, who uh, I gather, Lou, didn't get the talking points.
0: This uh, midterm election, we've seen a lot of ads by Republicans running for everything, uh, touting crime. Crime is the issue, but when an 82-year-old man is attacked by an intruder in his own home, they don't seem to be too bothered by that because that person is married to the Speaker of the House who's of a different political party. I just want your viewers and really I would like every American just to stop and think about that. This is the kind of violent rhetoric that leads to violent action that props up authoritarians and that's unfortunately uh, what we see the Republican Party today uh, supporting.
1: Oh, you know, I'd rather put my head in a freezer than have to listen to that. Oh, that's painful. That's painful, Lou. Well, let's talk about real crime. Let me put you boots on the ground here. I'm going to be in Flushing today at 330 off Roosevelt Avenue uh, to uh, host the rally with the Chinese-American, Asian-American community for Lee Zeldin and the entire Republican ticket. Hopefully you can come on out. Uh, The reason I was chosen is I was the first Republican candidate ever to win the Asian American, the Chinese American vote in any election here in New York State. So I'll be proud to be there to try to get out that Zeldon vote. Anyway, let's talk about a great Chinese American candidate who's running in the 49th Assembly District in Brooklyn. That uh, consists of Sunset Park, Bensonhurst, Borough Park, Diker Heights, Bath Beach. He is a uh, Navy veteran uh, who served two tours in the Afghan War, 24 years of service in the Navy. And amazing all the time he put in at Jacob Javits Center to turn it into a mass vaccination center. I'm talking about Lester Chang, who originally came out of Elridge Street, the Lower East Side, went to public schools, challenged the crook of all crooks, the uh, Maya Lansky of the Democratic Party. Uh, At that time, before he passed uh, straight into uh, the aftermath, straight to hell without an asbestos suit, (laughs) the Speaker uh, of the uh, Assembly, uh, who was Shelly Silver, he lost, but he ran a good race, and now he's running uh, in a a race that increasingly has more Asian Americans in that community, and he's running against a guy named Peter Abate, Jr., now I thought this guy was dead, Lou, to be honest with you. He's been serving in the assembly for 36 years. They said to me, he's still in the assembly. I said, what is he, a cadaver in formaldehyde? I mean, he's the he's the perfect poster child for term limits. So what do we see him doing the other day on video? He's tearing down Lee Zeldin signs in Diker Heights, in Bath Beach, in Bensonhurst, Borough Park, Sunset Park. It's like a one-man demolition team. And he's actually proud of this. He's saying, that's right. These signs don't belong up in my community, my community. And Lou, even worse than that. The guy should be arrested for what he just did, Peter Abate Jr. Do not reelect him uh, to the state senate again in 49th uh, assembly district, excuse me, uh, assembly uh, seat. You got to you gotta elect a new fresh guy, Lester Chang. You know what he said at a 9-11 commemoration? All the candidates are there. Lester Chang is there and he's wearing his Navy whites. Twenty-four year Navy veteran, served two tours in Afghanistan, a hero, an American hero. Look, he he tells he tells Lester, Oh, I guess Halloween is a little early. What are you trying on your Halloween costume here? Oh I mean, how despicable. Now, Lester Chang is a man's man. He's a hero. He's an honorable man. In fact, he spent so much time trying to get that memorial fixed, to all the Chinese-American war veterans in Chinatown that is still decrepit, that so many elected officials said that they would fix up, but they haven't done it. I mean, this man is an honorable man. And you imagine Peter Abate Jr., who has spent now the last week of the campaign walking about Diker Heights, Bath Beach, Bensonhurst, Borough Park, Sunset Park. Every time he sees a Lee Zeldin sign up, he rips it down as if this is his fiefdom, as if all of a sudden he is the Campo de Tutti, the head or maybe the organized Colombo crime faction there, and he gets to do whatever he wants. Well, guess what, Peter Abate, Jr.? It's time to put you in a retirement home. or send you down to Boca Raton, Florida, the sixth borough of the city of New York and Florida, and elect Lester Chang in the 49th Assemblyman District, an honorable veteran who will do the right
0: thing.
1: York's Talk Station with the King of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Hey! 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 Dancing the Horror, I see, are the only real Jews. Standing on the corner right here, Lou, outside of the studios at WABC, they're dressed in that medieval garb with stabs. You have Nick Cannon who says, how can I be an anti-Semite? I am a Jew, the only Jew. And then remember that was followed quickly by Kanye West, a.k.a. Yeezy Yee, who said the same thing, and then Kyrie Irving. Could you imagine before going to a Brooklyn Nets game right there at Barclays Center, The three of them are out there in their medieval garb with their staff saying, fake Jews, Fugazi Jews, crackers, white crackers. Oh, oh, white people. Oh, my God. The Holocaust, fake, Fugazi, fake. I could easily see that. But I don't understand. Phil, you degenerate gambler. You know, you would go to Brooklyn Net Games. It didn't matter what. You'll be there in the stands, no matter how anti-Semitic that uh, Kyrie Irving remains. But uh, why not just ask them this question, media out there, if you're listening. Do you Kyrie Irving? Do you Kanye West? Do you Nick Cannon on Sunday nights? Especially Nick Cannon, now he's going to have an 11th kid. He doesn't believe in, uh, in contraception or condoms. Do you take your families out for Chinese food at a Chinese restaurant? Because that's what Jews do. And then on Christmas Eve, do you go to Chinese restaurants? That would end the discussion. I mean, because you know they don't. You know they don't. But let's get right down to the nitty-gritty. Because um, this is really crazy. These black Hebrew Israelites stand on the corners in Times Square, Penn Station and in other urban areas, and they scream their guts out at anybody passing by, screaming fake Jews to the Ashkenazis, fake Jews to the Sephardic. They call white people devils, and then they say there's no such thing as the Holocaust. So let me, let me give you a little sample of what they have screamed at me on a regular basis, and I just, I just uh, sort of encourage them all the more, get, it, get all that poison out of your system. Now, Christ, brother, brother. About six million crackers. That another cracker six million crackers uh, you say they were killed. The Holocaust. Uh, could you uh, could you clarify that, please? <laughs> six million. <laughs> the Holocaust. Are you boom, saying the Holocaust boom, boom. is a joke? It's a joke. That's, that's, right. that's, that's right. right. That's, that's right. right. Don't shoot. The Holocaust Are is a damn Holocaust is a joke. Never happened. According to these kukulamungas, these balls, these nutjobs, the black Hebrew Israelites, of which Nick Cannon and Kanye, a.k.a. he, and Kyrie Irving have imitated. I mean, they promote that crap. For instance, let's go back to Nick Cannon before he did his mea copas He's in a podcast, and that's why I'm telling you, Lou, you sit in a podcast, it's nothing but double trouble. Nothing but double trouble. Only bad things come out of podcasts, not good things, especially if you're the person being interviewed. So here's Nick Cannon sitting down in a podcast, Professor Griff, who got kicked out of Public Enemy, That's right, by Chuck D. in Flavor Flav, Man, you have to do a lot of bad stuff to get kicked out of Public Enemy because he sided with uh, Scooby Louie Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam calling white people devils and Jews termites. So Nick Cannon was like, at that time, married to Viacom. The owner of Viacom was like a grandfather to Nick Cannon. Redstone, the Jewish guy. Listen to what Nick Cannon said because he bought into this black Hebrew Israelite nonsense. Hate it now because I told the truth. It's never hate speech when it's not. Right. You can't be anti Semitic when, when we, we are the Semitic people. When we are the same people that you, who they want to be, mm-hmm. that's our birthright. That's our birthright. That they want to be. So Ashkenazis out there, Sephardic, it's what you want. When the Cossacks were chasing you down and killing you in the pogroms in East Europe, in the shtetls, it's because you wanted to be just like the black Hebrew Israelites. Such nonsense. But eventually Nick Cannon saw the evil of his ways. Remember, Louie went on his apology tour, I think, with uh, Rabbi Joe Batasnik. He gave uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars to all kinds of organizations, probably the Anti-Defamation League. I don't know if that uh, for sure is it. And then he got partially sanctified. He's the host now of the Mass Singer now. So he like part of the way back. But, man, they like turned on him at Viacom, and rightfully so. Well, that's Nick Cannon, who again procreates like every few months. He's just bringing babies into the world. Do you think any of these children he's donated to the tribe of Cohen are, you know, making up for No, no, he's not doing that. Okay, but that was then, and now is now. Uh, Which anti-Semite do we have here now? Oh, that's Kyrie. That's right, Kyrie. (laughs) What a hot mess. Who's the PR director for the, the Brooklyn Nets? Anyway, here's Kyrie, you know, talking about... God only knows what he's had uh, so much to say, in which he's just dug himself a deeper and deeper hole. I told you guys how I felt. I respect all walks of life and embrace all walks of life. That's where I sit. I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. So here it is. He can't be anti-Semitic because he knows where he comes from. This is this black Hebrew-Israelite bullfetter stuff uh, of that movie he linked to. It talks about how black Hebrew Israelites are the only Jews. Everyone else is a fakey Jew, and the Holocaust never happened. Can I hear Kyrie saying exactly what Nick Cannon said to Professor Griff? To follow up on the promotion of the movie and the book. Can you please stop calling it a promotion? What am I promoting? Put it out on your platform. But I'm promoting it? Do you see me doing? Do you see By me in front of the? It out there, the people title? are going to say that you are. Yeah, I put promoting. it out there just like you put things out there, right? Yeah, but I. Okay. I it's not. You put stuff, things out there for a living, right? Right, but my Great. stuff. Great. Is Great. Not, so let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> so then he bribes the uh, anti defamation league with five hundred thousand dollars, as does the trillionaire Chinese owner of the Brooklyn Nets that made a million dollars which feeds into the whole anti-Semitic stereotype that Jews will forgive anybody as long as you give them money. And now all of a sudden the anti-defamation league said, oh, we never asked for money. Don't lie. Don't lie. This has happened before. They go to Jewish civil rights boot camp. You know, you take them to Jewish civil rights boot camp and, you know, they pay you some money and then you wash them of their sins. Get out of here. It's such nonsense. And then who, who's the commissioner of the NBA? Silver, right? Silver. Last time I looked, he was a Jew, right? He should impale himself with a menorah. Oh, I'm going to sit down with Kyrie. I'm going to straighten him out. How about straightening out not just Kyrie, but a lot of these black basketball players who seem to be somewhat sympathetic to Kyrie's anti-Semitism, huh? You got a problem in the NBA. You don't want to deal with it, Silver, because there's too much money to be made. Too much money to be made. And the rest of you who are Jewish fans, without you Jewish fans, there's 80% less tickets sold at Barclays Center for Brooklyn NET Games, and they jacked the prices up in the off season. So, fool, you're, you're just a self-fading Jew if you go. Likewise in Madison Square Garden, without Jews attending Nick Games, there'd be only 20% of the seats occupied. Come on. The hell! you should all impale yourself with a menorah after what this guy said again and again and again so what did he do Lou earlier today after he got suspended minimal five games by the Brooklyn Nets he did a full apology a may cope I didn't mean it I'm sorry Jews please you know it was taken out of context you know all the things people typically say when they've done the wrong thing and now he wants absolution and I guarantee you some rabbi will latch on to him and he'll take him on the same Nick Cannon apology tour. And all of a sudden, Kyrie Irving will be giving lots of money, you know, to fight anti-Semitism, to fight hate. Be more than happy to take the shekels. Come on. This is so nonsense. He believes this crap. Nick Cannon believes this crap. oh let's not leave out the number one, <laughs> most egregious of all, Kanye West, a.k.a. Yeezy, a.k.a. e the thing about the red hat that drove me to a point of exhaustion, which was misdiagnosed by a, I'm not going to say what race, what people uh, doctor and what hospital and what media went to. We know I can't say that. It was a Jewish doctor. <laughs> he he just nonstop. Elon Musk put him back on Twitter, right? Remember, he welcomed him back to Twitter. Then he suspended him from Twitter because of his anti-Semitic postings. Then he allowed him to tweet again on Twitter. Here is his most recent tweet. Just came out moments ago from Yee, delivered to me by Phil, the degenerate gambler here, as part of the uh, Sid Rosenberg Morning Show. Uh, Ye tweets, I'm starting to think anti-Semitic means the end bomb I'm starting to think anti-Semitic means the end, Bob. Could I hear ye one more time about the Jewish doctor? Could I please that the reason that he's manic depressive, he's bipolar, he's a school ball, he's a nut job, although wealthy, obviously not a street hoodlum. He doesn't, he doesn't say, you know what I mean, you know. He was a mama's boy. He was a mama Luke, South Side Chicago. Come on. The thing about the red hat that drove me to a point of exhaustion, which was misdiagnosed, by a, I'm not going to say what race, what people, uh, doctor, and what hospital, and what media went to. We know I can't say that. It was a Jewish doctor. <laughs> and Elon Musk still has him on his Twitter account. Oh, my God. And oh, I, I knew we had to finally hear from Kevin Durant. You know, Kevin Durant, who didn't want to play with the Nets, he wanted to leave them. Kevin Durant finally came out and spoke. He did not rebuke his fellow Net uh, star, Kyrie Irving. Instead, Lou, you know who he blamed? The media. He blamed the media. That's right. Kevin Durant blamed the media. He goes, you got to understand, every time we get off the court— Everyone got the microphones out and the microphones looking at you, asking you what you feel about it. That's been difficult, but the game is the constant for us. Just don't ask us any questions anymore. Don't? Doesn't he do a podcast, Kevin Durant, right? <laughs> they all do podcasts. They want you to tweet out their podcast, but they don't want to answer any questions. This has gone from the sublime to the ridiculous. You got to listen overnight to the other side. I mean, I'm going to be covering all this because I dealt with these black Hebrew Israelite uh for at least 25 years all over urban America. And it used to be Farrakhan that infected the minds of these black athletes. It's not our Farrakhan, the and, and Nation of Islam, screwy Louis Farrakhan. It's these black Hebrew Israelites. Anyway, it's just been reported to me. Remember the musical, uh, what was it, the play or the musical, I think? Uh, I'm not not really into Broadway. Neil Simon's Lost in Yonkers. Guess who's going to be Lost in Yonkers on Sunday walking around South Broadway going, apparently President Joe Biden will be coming into Yonkers, I think on South Broadway Sunday, uh, in a rally for Governor Crime Wave Kathy Holcomb. So that means she will have had Bill Clinton campaigning for her upstate, the first uh, black uh, president. She will have Barack Obama and maybe Michelle Obama coming in on Monday. You know, the dynamic duo, the second black uh, American president. She had Hillary at Barnard yesterday with Giggles Harris. (laughs) And now... Lost in Yonkers is going to be President Joe Biden. And how much stumbling and bumbling will he do on Sunday? And, oh, say it ain't so. Lou, poor Dr. Oz. Remember, without Oprah, there would be no Dr. Oz. There would be no Dr. Phil. Remember, we had to watch them in the afternoons with Oprah. It's like, oh, here's my favorite doctor, Dr. Oz. Oh, here's my other favorite shrink, uh, Dr. Phil. Oprah has stuck the shiv in the back of her very dear friend, Dr. Oz, the one that she helped get a talk show for. She announced that she's endorsing a man who cannot string three words together, John Fetterman. As a result of this, what is the over-under point spread for November 8th, uh, the Tuesday election in Pennsylvania? You think that affects it whatsoever? Of course not. Of course not. But I I said to myself, oh, my God, it's like sticking right in the ship. And, again, I finish out. I know a lot of reporters are listening, especially – Super uh Sports Spectacular reporters, of which I used to do a sports uh, show on WABC and also ESPN, got fired from both. That's right, Lou. Fired from there, just like when you walked in the studios at WABC. And I know I was fired from the morning show because you and I missed in the morning and Sid and Bernie were going to come in and just roll us over, which you did. But I forgive you. You know who I saw outside Remember the sportscaster, Sims? Not the football player. Not the father. Not the son. Sims. Think about Sims. A little conversation with him. A little conversation about our very dear friends in Rosenberg, who we're going to discuss up next. I warned him. And by the way, all Super Sports Spectacular reporters who are listening now, The next time you interview Yee, who's always available, Kanye West, or Kyrie Irving, or even even, uh, Nick, whatever the hell his name is, Cannon, who procreates uh, every month. If they're really, if they are the real Jews, and the rest of you Ashkenazis and Sephardics are Fugazi Jews. Ask them if they eat Chinese food on Sunday nights with their family and on Christmas Eve. Because I I feel right down to the marrow of my bone, they don't. You can't be a real Jew unless you eat Chinese food on Sunday nights at a Chinese restaurant or on Christmas night at a Chinese restaurant. End of the conversation. NYC. He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa. Talk radio 77 WABC. 705 this morning. I have his witnesses here. Lou, board operator of Sid Rosenberg's show, along with Phil, the degenerate gambler. In the studio at that time was Corey Zelnick, very dear friend of Sid in real estate, and Andrew Giuliani, who I campaigned for governor, and then when he conceded to uh, Congressman Zeldin, I was all on board for Zeldin, along with my Maricci, Trudy Giuliani. But I warned Sid, I warned him today on the most powerful radio station in the nation, WABC, 50,000 powerful watts of sound, on the number one rated morning show. I warned him, and I'm going to play it back for all of you, because it seems like he didn't want to listen in advance of his sit-down Thursday night. With Mayor Eric Adams. I warned him about Eric Ulrich before, and I warned him again now that he's wired up like a Christmas tree on behalf of the D.A. I warned <laughs> you. I warned you. I said, this guy's going to drive you to Michaels, remember, on Avenue R, for yes. sit-down with Eric yeah. Adams. Who did I say was going to drive you, right? A guy who had to resign yesterday, Eric Ulrich. Oh, God, don't – he's my friend, Eric. Leave him alone. Uh-oh. By the way, the countdown is six days to exactly what you're talking about. That's the countdown I'm talking about. Six days to the big dinner with Mayor Eric Adams. Uh, the Eric Ulrich story, look, I I, um, I hope it goes okay for him. I happen to like him. He happens to be a very, very nice guy. I know his girlfriend, too. And um, I wish him the best. Well, what can I say? I don't know let, enough let about me, the story. Let me, give or you advice. To I let me give you advice. Yeah. Don't have any conversations with him. (laughs) He had a two-hour sit-down with the DA. He came out. He's wired up like a Christmas tree. Do yourself a solid. And don't go to Aldo's with him. Go Uh, to Newport, Dots, and stay away from Aldo's. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's an unfortunate story. And, again, I wish him the best of luck, but it does seem like he may be in a bit of trouble. Don't talk to him. Not on the phone, not in person. Does that go back to your friend, uh, Mayor Eric Adams, in terms of his vetting? But he's got people working for him, does he need to do a better job? I mean, how did nobody know about this, is my point. Well, they knew it, but it's all about the money. Remember, Eric, uh, Eric O'Ridge, a Eric uh, Adams Republican, raised a million dollars from builders and guys in the construction business for him. So the quid pro quo is if Eric can raise that money for your campaign, he becomes building commissioner. This guy can't even screw in a light bulb. (laughs) The hell does he know about buildings? (laughs) Plus, you know, he's mobbed up, right? He owes all these gambling debts to the Bananos and Gambinos. And you appoint him buildings commissioner, which means all these wise guys come in and say, hey, Eric, uh, don't worry about the VIG. Uh, you know, I got this new building going up. You're going to you're gonna forget all the licensing procedures, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, like a... putting a fox in a chicken coop. <laughs> I warned him. Lou, I did my best next Thursday. I have one more opportunity Thursday at 7.05 to come on and remind Sid about uh, him having a sit-down with Mayor Eric Adams. I'm going to try to wire up uh, Sid with a wire that I used to wear. Yeah, I'm bringing it in Thursday morning. You're not going to want to miss it. Meantime, I get an extra hour Sunday morning with uh, <laughs> daylight savings time, right? But if you need to hear more of and watch more of me on the Curtis News Network video podcast, my social media posts, it can be found at wabcradio.com slash Curtis. So miss anything, you get it on video, you get it on podcast. You get to hear the whole nine yards, thanks to Trinity Rehab, all in the content that I provide here. When WABC stands for Always Broadcasting Curtis at wabcradio.com slash Curtis.